0: Hey, it's Debbie here. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. But you can also hear the Dave Indijanovic show live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday starting at 9 or at KSLnewsradio.com.
1: Keyword Podcast.
0: So text that keyword to 57500, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win.
2: Right on the Money, special coverage with Dave and Dijanovic.
0: You know, we were talking to Ted Rossman of Bankrate about financial infidelity in marriages and relationships, just any type of live-in relationships. And he told us when we had this conversation with us yesterday, uh, Dave, that 42% of, fam- of couples find themselves in a situation where their loved one, the person they love most in the world, has cheated on them financially?
2: Sometimes
3: you do hear sad stories, you know, sometimes relating to addiction or you know, things like that. Sometimes people have run up substantial amounts of secret debt. I really do think that the best approach is to just be honest and communicative, even if there's something in your past that you're not really proud of like you spent too much or you took on too much debt or whatever it is, I do think people are mostly forgiving and you want to work together on it. What's harmful, though, is when the secret festers for a long time and then the other person's wondering.
1: So my question for you, Deb, what qualifies? I'm looking for the loopholes here. What qualifies as financial cheating on Uh, your spouse?
0: And we also want to talk about red flags as well. Um, And we'll be taking your live phone calls in just a few moments. Um, So what qualifies as financial cheating. You open up a whole bunch of credit cards. You don't tell your spouse about it. And I keep saying spouse, but your significant other. If you are in a long-term committed relationship, you're living together, um, they're counting on you to be honest with them. So if you're out uh, behind the scenes running up credit card debt or opening up um, a whole bunch of of credit cards, it's eventually going to be found out. Uh, because you'll go to buy something together and the person that is uh, you know, trying to get the loan secured for you will spot something on your credit history and it'll pop up and then it'll open up a whole can of worms. So that's one form. I think that's where my mind goes first when you think about financial cheating. But Ted um, and Bankrate brought up another form of financial cheating. Uh, and this is like a secret savings account you didn't know anything about. And maybe as a couple, you're kind of skimping by. You don't have enough money uh, to buy the day to day stuff. But then you find out your lover is hoarding a whole bunch of money in a savings account. That could be considered financial infidelity as well.
1: Yeah, that I can, you can kind of see if, because the question I would ask is what's that for? Is that a parachute in case things get too rocky ah. here? Uh, is it because uh, you're, what you're saving up for a big Christmas present for me? Because that's totally fine, but I the questions immediately you think, why are you hiding that from
0: mm-hmm. me? Well, my mind immediately went here when we were talking about this yesterday. It's like, who are you running away with? You know, who 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 are you gonna you know jump on a? How much
1: do you need to save for with... a divorce attorney?
0: Yeah, so I think anytime we're private. Um, in our relationship about our finances, there's just this question of doubt. to like, what are your motivations? So uh, our research department here at the Dave and Dijanovic show uh, found five signs of financial infidelity. Um, and we're going to see if we can add to some of these. I think it's uh, just important to talk about because if you're doubting your partner because your gut tells you something is up, it probably is. So here's five signs of financial infidelity. Like your partner is financially cheating on you behind your back. You didn't know anything about these secret accounts or the secret savings account. They're very private about finances. They don't want to tell you a thing about it. That's clue number one. Uh, The second clue is they get really defensive about finances. So you ask them about, uh, you know, oh, how'd you get the money for... That new boat you just bought.
2: Because
0: mm. you look it up online and you find out that boat is a you know, $100,000 boat, which is kind of how much boats are these days. Baseline.
1: Or how do you afford to go out to lunch every single day?
0: Yeah, make it defensive. Yeah. Um, they project the accusations about finances back to you.
1: Well, you do That's it a, too.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a huge red flag. If somebody's projecting in a relationship... The, anything back onto you? I always look at that as like, all right, what's going on in your life that you are trying to make me the problem? Um, so they've hidden money, uh, money issues in the past is another flag. Like sometimes it's it's really difficult when somebody has a money issue. It's usually uh, for them to just instantly turn it around. In my experience, it's related to other underlying issues, like they can't hold a job, and so they're always relying on credit cards, or they have some sort of an addiction problem, and so they're constantly in money troubles. Um, So if they've hidden this in the past, I would look at that as a red flag that it could be happening in, in the current relationship. Uh, and there's probably also some underlying issues going on that haven't been addressed.
1: How about some solutions?
0: Oh, what is your solution?
1: uh I like what Ted Rossman had to say he was He was giving us some ideas of what we could do because it's very easy. My wife does all the bills in our family, so i I've abdicated a lot of responsibility i get a I get a little stipend <laughs> every paycheck uh and and I can just you know spend the money how I want. But he said, it's not just enough uh, to, to just abdicate all responsibility. One idea is this. How about a money date? I really would urge
3: people to communicate honestly and openly about money. It's not always the easiest thing to do. But, you know, one recommendation would be to set up a money date with your spouse once a month. And you talk about upcoming bills, but you also talk about goals, buying a house, getting out of debt, saving for retirement, things like that. I feel like when you're aligned on the goals, then you're pulling in the same direction and it's not so much of, Oh, we have a budget so that we can say no to all this kind of spending.
1: I really like that advice. I think that's a cool piece of advice. Uh, set up a money date where So it's, so it's not always confrontational or uh, you're not accusing someone of, you know, impropriety, but it's just, it's a conversation we're having. This is what we do now. The biggest surprise I had, Debbie, in in this kind of research that was going on was a third of people found that financial infidelity was just as bad as physical infidelity. Yeah. That seems wild to me. Why? That is not even in the ballpark for me.
0: Oh, I I can see that. Absolutely. They both come back to trust. If somebody is financially cheating on you... There's a lack of trust in the relationship. If somebody is physically uh, cheating on you, there's a lack of trust in the relationship. So is financial infidelity as bad as physical infidelity? Let us know. Hey, it's Debbie here. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. But you can also hear the Dave and Dujanovic show live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday starting at nine or at KSLnewsradio.com.
1: Keyword podcast.
0: So, text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win.
2: Right on the money. Special coverage with Dave and Dejenevic. Well,
0: until we get to that news conference, let's talk to our listeners uh, live right now asking this question, Is financial infidelity in your relationship as bad as physical infidelity? Mike from Eagle Mountain, go first. What do you what do you think about this?
3: Um, well, I don't think it's as bad for me. Uh, physical infidelity, uh, she would be gone immediately. <laughs> but the financial, I would ah. uh, work through, which is which is something that I've had to do. I've got uh, like ten or twelve thousand squirreled away, but the reason I have that is for anything unforeseen that comes along, and also because if she knows it's there, she's going to spend it.
0: <laughs> you gotta work on that though you gotta work on that what happens if something happens to you an unfortunate thing happens to you is somebody gonna know where that money is
3: yeah i've uh, i've made arrangements so that it's not uh you know like lost forever yeah
0: all right yeah. mike thanks so much uh kelsey from west jordan his financial infidelity is bad as physical infidelity kathy Hi, Kathy. Sorry, Hi. we have you listed as Kelsey. So new name. It's your it's your pseudoname for on air. Wink, wink. Hi, okay, Kathy.
2: <laughs> we'll go with the Kelsey. All right. Love it. Um, um, I have an ex-husband. Huh. We were married for 27 years. And he was online with other women for a year before I figured that out. I'm sorry. And then it's one horrible. of them talked him into uh, buying gold from, oh, goodness. I guess, Africa. So he took 30000 out of his retirement fund, thinking that I would never find out. Well, it was one of those love for money, big scams, you know? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Was
1: that, I, was that the deal breaker for you guys?
0: Yes. Yes. How'd you find out? And, Can I ask you?
2: Well, his paycheck they, from taking it out of his four hundred one k, he had to pay it back.
0: Oh, so you saw the pay stubs? So,
2: yes, it was like six hundred dollars short a month, and he would keep lying and lying, and and then the the stress kind of took over, and and he ended up having to go into a psych ward for about a week, and it just kind of went downhill from there. You know, you. You can't have a marriage when there's no honesty. And even when you find out, there's lies.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's intense. And I am so sorry you went through that. Um, And I hope you're doing better now.
2: Well, after two and a half years, our divorce is finally final. And I can start moving on. So.
0: Well, show We're yourself a lot of self love on this Valentine's Day, um, and my thoughts are with you um, when you're stuck in a situation like this, um, where the money's just not there, and you suspect something is up. This turned into a bigger, even bigger issue, yeah, um, for for her and um, her now ex husband. So, what a sad, sad situation. And from the flip side, this is what ends up happening when you're involved in that kind of stuff. You know, it's like somebody's going to find out eventually. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You were just scammed out of 30 grand. It was, you were involved. You were like, you know, baited from the beginning. Whoever you were talking to online, I'm just speaking generally now, yeah. never loved you to begin with. They were never going to want to be with you. In fact, this is so rampant, it's called pig butchering. There's a name for it. And in light of Valentine's Day and our uplifting discussions that we have in store for tomorrow, we're going to talk about the trend of these fake lovers online, pig butchering, middle-aged men. They go after you for a reason, and they pretend like they're a young girl or young woman who is head over heels in love with you. I got news for you. They are not. They're not even interested. They're only interested to see how much they can scam you out of financially.
1: And unfortunately, because there's so much shame and embarrassment when this happens, and and clearly there's uh, some infidelity going, whether it's just emotional, uh, financial, physical, there's a lot of things going on that play into the scammers' uh, playbook. Because you're trying to hide everything. You don't want anyone to know. You can't, you know, bounce your ideas off anybody else.
0: I wanted to uh, get back to our developing story. Um, I don't know that we have much more information, but we uh, do know that there was an incident involving I think as a Utah Highway Patrol trooper, don't know if there's any other uh, police officers or patrol cars involved. It happened earlier this morning. We got word of this at about um, maybe about 11 o'clock this morning here at Broadcast House that there was a major incident. Uh, Ricky Meese in our traffic center has warned drivers to stay away from I-80 and 7200 West. We then cut in live, and we went live to the scene with uh, Hugo Ricard-Bell, who's been out there covering this for us. And at the time, he did not have a lot of details, but it does look as though they are gathering more details, and we're waiting a, a news conference any moment. Uh, that news conference is going to include Salt Lake City PD, as well as the Utah Highway
1: Patrol. And he did describe that multiple agencies had responded to this area. It was not only UHP, but... Salt Lake City Police, as as well as UTA, as well. And they had somewhere between 15 and 20 vehicles that were on site.
0: Yeah, we don't know what this incident involved. Um, if it was uh, a traffic crash, although Dan Bomas has been reporting from the newsroom that it was, it looks it appears that they've been in some sort of a, a traffic accident. Uh, but there might be other uh Other circumstances involved around this. We don't know how many other vehicles were involved, but as you stated, Dave and Hugo Ricard Bell reported just a few moments ago for us that there's upwards of 20 emergency vehicles on the scene, and we expected that live news conference to begin at about 11:45. They're just a few minutes behind. It's typical in a situation like this. They're still gathering details. Maria will have the very latest and take us there live next.